the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings to you. Thanks for coming along today, the Tuesday edition. It is. I put a, put a pair of shoes on this morning that I had not worn in some time. <laughs> I'm listening to you. Just hold on. That's it. You're fixing your shoe. Oh, it's the shoe edition of The Ride Home. I didn't even plan it. Anyway, I put my shoe on, and as I did, the um, front... Um, front of the shoe was separating you know like from the, the sole yeah so i was like what the heck so on the way into work here i stopped at my shoemaker in squirrel hill and i was really happy to see that the guy was still open because you always wonder how long is the shoemaker okay. gonna be this shoe is repair? super weird why i was at my shoe guy today what just this morning i was the at my shoe, shoe guy repair? i was at my shoe guy i was at my <laughs> i can't believe that what are the odds that's so weird where's your shoe guy uh, on Babcock Boulevard in the North Hills, right at the uh, intersection of Babcock and McKnight. Mm-hmm. Mine's North- on Murray North- Avenue. Northway Shoe Repair. Northway. I, to be, you know, i got to be honest. You don't know the name of it. I don't. Yeah, it's all right. It's like a father and son. And yeah, the dad's yeah. like probably, you know, 85. The son's probably 50. Yeah. And you go in there. The place is impeccable. I, I was really happy to see them because I, you wonder with COVID and whatnot and just age and how many shoe repair guys there are there in the city. Are you? Is that the kind of shoe uh, place where you can also buy shoes? No, it's not. No, it's just strictly a shoe. Re- you know, the, no. Okay. Wait, is your place they're, they're selling shoes too? Yes, they're also selling like orthotics shoes. or. Uh, no, they sell like uh, outdoor shoes, work boots. Oh. And a nice selection of slippers. Very slippers. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> oh, who doesn't like it? Are they winter slippers? They, today they were. Uh, Funny you should ask. I was just looking and I was like, look at all those little plaid slippers there. Yeah. Who doesn't like a nice winter slipper, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when I don't wear your... slippers. What do you wear? Mm, shoes. See, that's not comfortable at all. No, there's there's no comfort there. No. That's Christy, do you me. wear slippers in the, uh, in the cold weather? I do. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Do you have little booties like John? <laughs> I, I don't have booties. I just have <laughs> little goodness. slip-on ones. Because John's booties are like the worst-looking shoe. I don't care. Like the worst. No, it's not even a shoe. The worst-looking like foot covering. <laughs> <laughs> you think I care? No, Seriously. but I know you don't care because it's nice and warm. Mm-hmm. Is all. Is all. Anyway, how many? And when I was growing up, there were shoe repair places everywhere in every small town. Yeah. So right? now no one repairs their shoes; they just throw them away. Yeah, it's a shame. I have a couple. I, I invest in a couple pairs of shoes that are important to me. Nice shoes. Yeah. Like you spent some cash. Well, not even if I no. I, it doesn't even matter how much money I spent, but if they work for my feet, if mm. they're transitional shoes, they can go from one season to another. Uh-huh. I'm gonna keep them around. Yeah, I agree. I was uh, looking at. Uh, you, ever, <laughs> you ever do this? You ever go to your Amazon cart and think, look at the things you've saved? Oh no, I, I haven't. I got 23 things in my you know my account that I've because I'm looking at something. I go, oh, I might want to buy that someday, so I just save it. You know what I mean? Anyway, I bought a pair of tennis shoes there like months ago. These pair of t- shoes I'm wearing right now. Yeah. 
I got a notification uh, on this Amazon thing. The price of the shoes have gone up $62 since I last bought them. What? What happened there? That's why you need a shoemaker, my friends. What, to some a good fixture Nikes? Hang on to what you got. I don't know about that. That's all I'm that. saying. Anyway, I do digress, as I tend to do. As we always do, Kath, we get underway with the top of the show by looking at the top news stories of the day. Without further ado, Kath, please give us the top four at four. For Tuesday, October 5th, 2021, number one. An investigation of the Catholic Church in France found that priests, church employees, and volunteers sexually abused approximately 330,000 minors since 1950. The Wall Street Journal reports the findings, which appear in a voluminous report published today, the latest in a series of abuse studies that have shaken the Catholic Church in the U.S. and other countries over recent years. The French investigators called on church authorities to implement reforms, including better internal safeguards, supervision, and training for priests. The report also calls for rethinking the theology of the clergy, suggesting that an exaggerated deference to priests made it easier for them to abuse minors. The Vatican said in a statement that Pope Francis had been pained by the contents of the report and that, quote, his thoughts go first to all of the victims with great sorrow for their wounds and gratitude for their courage in reporting abuse. In today's report, investigators concluded that sexual abuse of minors in the church was less common than sexual abuse among family and friends, but more so than in schools, camps, and sports. The French report, of course, the latest of a series of local and national inquiries into clerical sex abuse in the Catholic Church since the crisis erupted back in 2002 with revelations of longstanding abuse and cover-up in Boston. Since then, studies by private groups or government bodies have indicated the extent of the crisis in the U.S., Ireland, Australia, Germany, and the U.K., and of course, we know it specifically here in our state after the 2018 PA Grand Jury Report. Number two. In the chaos of the American military withdrawal and the Taliban takeover this summer, thousands of American-made weapons and tons of military equipment were seized by militants as government military bases surrendered or were overrun. According to today's New York Times, with the Taliban in power, more American weapons and military accessories are now being openly sold in shops by Afghan gun dealers who paid government soldiers and Taliban fighters for, get ready for it, ammunition, pistols, rifles, grenades, binoculars, and night vision goggles. The equipment was originally provided to the Afghan security forces under a U.S. training and assistance program that cost us, the American taxpayers, more than $83 billion dollars through due decades of war. The loss of tens of millions of dollars in American-made weapons and gear is yet another costly consequence of the 20-year mission that ended in chaos and upheaval when the Taliban seized Kabul on August 15th after crushing an Afghan military built, trained, and funded by the U.S. In happier news... William Berry, and I'm guessing that's how you pronounce his name, president of Slippery Rock University, is issuing a call to arms, at least for himself, to encourage more students to get the COVID-19 vaccine. The trip reports that Barry, do you think that's how you would pronounce it? Sure. Okay. <laughs> He's like the worst person to ask. 
Barry has vowed to receive a permanent Slippery Rock University-themed tattoo on his upper arm during an on-campus event if the student vaccine rate reaches a 75% threshold by December 3rd. It's not happening. Okay. The Rock the Shot, Inc. the President campaign will include various prize drawings for students based on rising vaccine rates. The tattoo design will also be selected after a contest in which students, faculty, and staff can submit designs. I like it. Currently, what is the percentage? 52. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And number four, get ready for this. Israeli archaeologists have found a rare ancient toilet in Jerusalem dating back more than 2,700 years Mm. when private bathrooms were a luxury in the holy city, authorities said today. According to the AP, the Israeli Antiquities Authority said the smooth carved limestone toilet was found in a rectangular cabin that was part of a sprawling mansion overlooking what's now the old city. Really? It was designed for comfortable sitting. That's what it said. Comfortable sitting with a deep septic tank dug underneath. A private toilet cubicle was very rare in antiquity, and only a few have been found to date, said Yaakov Billing, the director of the excavation. Archaeologists found stone capitals and columns from the era and said there was evidence of a nearby garden with orchards and aquatic plants. More evidence that those with the toilet were quite wealthy. Mm. And that is your top four. four. Nice. You heard it here. What do you think about that? I like it a lot. Right? Do you like the Do you like the fancy ancient toilet? Yes, of course. It was smooth and a, what did it say? It was It was um it was designed for comfortable sitting. Of course, as well it should be, right? Very nice. I mean, you know, so two thousand seven hundred years ago. That's a long time sure ago. Is. One, that's about the time that Isaiah was the prophet Isaiah was writing. So someone was like, I've had enough of this. And it's time for a toilet. Right. Just give me some privacy, please. Now, I don't know if, I'm not sure when the first toilet, like how far, how old of a toilet have we found on Well, Earth? the Romans had plumbing, right? So there must be some sort of, I mean, because was there a pipe that, you know, took the waste away? Or well, it had, just... this had a septic tank underneath okay, it, right. which is like yeah. a pretty sophisticated idea. Very much for, so. I would think, right? Yeah. yeah. 2,700 years ago, people. 1% living well 2,700 years ago. You heard it here first on the ride home. <laughs> You're, and see if, like, 2,700 years from now, any of our toilets will survive. <laughs> Probably not, right? Probably not. But, yes. All right, we'll take a quick break, come back. Uh, we're going to do a little uh, jab news. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about the uh, whatever's new with the COVID-19 situation yeah, in Allegheny County. All right, vaccination update. Dr. Rick Zimmerman. On Deck Circle. Yep. The epidemiologist is in the house. 101.5 WORD. If you're a believer, you have a dangerous enemy. His name is Satan, and Scripture says he prowls around like a lion looking for someone to devour. How do you resist him? Well, it's about using the powerful defenses that God gives to his people. Make sure you know how to use the Believer's Armor. Join John MacArthur on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. Impact Mortgage Corp. TBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 1282321. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer based on loans over $250,000. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. What's better than a mortgage interest rate and APR in the twos? How about a no-closing-cost mortgage loan with an interest rate and APR in the twos? That's right. We have no closing cost loans here at Cash Call Mortgage. We pay the title, escrow, and appraisal fees. So if you're looking to save a little cash on your monthly mortgage payment, call Cash Call Mortgage today. 
Our quotes are always free. If your mortgage rate APR is not in the twos, Cash Call Mortgage could lower your interest rate and save you some cash. What are you waiting for? With low rates and no closing cost options, now is the time to refinance your mortgage. For a free quote to see if you qualify, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call us today. Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement offer valid through 123121. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at Windows. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That is WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Word FM presents our 15th annual Pastor Appreciation Luncheon, 12 p.m. Tuesday, October 19th at the Doubletree by Hilton in Greentree. A free event open to all senior and associate pastors and their spouses. Come experience a day of gratitude, fellowship, and encouragement. Tuesday, October 19th, featuring keynote speaker, Pastor Jack Graham, host of PowerPoint, heard daily on this station. Doors open at 10.30 a.m. Reservations are required. To attend, reserve your free tickets now at wordfm.com slash pastors. Well, all throughout COVID, uh, Dr. Rick Zimmerman has been with us. Stalwart. Guiding us through this uh, morass that we find ourselves in. And today he's back with us, Dr. Richard Zimmerman. He is a clinically tested and treats coronavirus patients, has decades plus experience as an infectious disease epidemiologist. Dr. Zimmerman, welcome back. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, thanks. Had about four things for you today as I thought about and prayed about how to bless you and your audience. The first thing I wanted to mention, and I'm hearing this again and again, is questions that Christians have about science. And I know we don't have much time, but God's call in my life is for healing and is to be a physician scientist. And I wonder at times at the majesty of what God's created. And I just think about some of the facts that science has shown us. For instance, the heart pumps 2,000 gallons per day. And this scientific fact um, can allow us to just rejoice in what God has done. And all truth, uh, a fact that scientists find, a fact in the scriptures, they're all under the providence of our Savior. And you feel like, Rick, as a physician, that you aren't, that people are distrusting science? I, I feel that there's a wide gamut, and a number of people, including people of sincere faith, have a real mistrust in scientists um, and science. And I, God is not afraid of science. He's the creator. There's nothing any scientist, atheist or believing scientist, has found uh, that is a fact, that is a true fact, that is not already known and has not been known from all eternity by mm-hmm. our Lord. Very good. 
Rick, uh, continue on. Sure. Um, the second is some information about the Pfizer vaccine, not to pick, but because they've been out first. And it was, in many ways, very good news. There's a couple pieces to this. Okay. The first was information that they have showed at the last CDC meeting that I was a part of, where the Pfizer vaccine after two doses, and this would certainly be true with Moderna, neutralizes Delta. Oh, it okay. neutralizes Delta. That is great news because we've all been worrying. I have worried that Delta was an escape monster. It is not an escape monster. It is neutralized by the vaccine. So why so much Delta? Well, I'll get to that in a minute. But antibodies from the Pfizer vaccine wane and also from the others. They wane. And after half a year, six months or so, the protection is much less. And we're seeing breakthrough cases. But as the Pfizer data showed, it was not because the, the vaccine didn't work, but because so much time had elapsed and we didn't have a booster dose. But with a booster dose, we got about five times the antibodies, and that would easily neutralize Delta. And five times the antibodies after a second dose. It was such good news. And in, for hepatitis A and B vaccines, we know uh, that you've needed a dose about six months out. So we're just learning, or we've learned for a couple of decades, that many vaccines need a booster at six months. And I think that this, we could have a year protection with a booster. And once we get these boosters into the population, we can see a dramatic decrease in COVID in this country and figure out a strategy with potentially annual, or it depends how long it lasts, every other, but we may need annual boosters, but a way to put this epidemic to rest. Fabulous. Okay, that's great All right. news, Rick. Okay, so what, so what does that mean, Rick? Does that mean that, that the average person, you know, you know, John and I can uh, imagine that we would be eligible for a booster in how long? So the booster right now is is limited to certain people, high risk people, persons 65, and healthcare workers and other essential personnel. And uh, the stuff on the next uh, Moderna and J and J for their booster doses will be um, decided by the FDA October 14th and 15th. So just a couple, really within a couple of weeks, we'll have information on those two vaccines. And so right now it's limited to the high-risk persons. Those are, of course, the persons that are most likely to end up uh, very sick, um, or to those who are essential workers. So uh, it's great news. We may see that for the rest of the population, but right now it's, it's targeted to the high-risk and to essential workers. Fabulous. All very interesting. Rick, okay, keep going. You're giving us good news. Sure. The other thing, why is Delta such a bear? Delta, we have this idea of who, it's called a reproduction number, and how many people does one person typically infect? Well, the original strain from, you know, China, that was discovered in Wuhan, China, was about two. One person infected two. The alpha variant that we saw in Britain, one person infected four. Delta is six. One mm. person infects six. Delta is, creates so much virus um, in our noses and, and bodies that it, we shed 18 times as much virus. And Delta is also a little more severe. So it's not that Delta doesn't, the vaccines don't work. It's just Delta is one infectious. It's not as infectious as measles, but much more infectious than flu. So 
we need to wear masks until we get at least a week out from our third dose and until we see these things die away. Uh, herd immunity threshold, in my estimation, and the way I've calculated a little bit, it's about 83% of the population. So you got to have a good percentage of the population vaccinated. We'll have some help coming because kids, uh, the vaccination for um, the children, the 5 to 12-year-olds, is being discussed by FDA at the end of this month. Okay. Rick Zimmerman with us, COVID-19 researcher, epidemiologist working right here in Allegheny County. He has been laboring, as so many of our healthcare workers have, on our behalf and uh, teaching, educating, treating those who have COVID-19. Um, Rick, let me ask you about um, the miscommunication or lack of communication or confusing communication about booster shots that's come out. I'm not asking you to like be a CDC defender or an FDA defender or whatever, but I just know that that's contributed to a lot of people's annoyance, you know, not knowing what was required, not knowing what the, the, you know, clinical picture was, not knowing what the recommendations of our federal authorities were. Sure. Um, well, and uh, this everyone is working um, under the hardest of circumstances. We don't have any pandemic playbooks, um, except, you know, there was a, a modest pandemic in 2009 from flu. Um, but the, the last really severe pandemic, you know, goes back to 1918. And uh, we don't have any playbooks left from that era to really give us good information in the modern world. So um, there, I think, was issues of communication. There's also issues that these data are evolving. It would have been nice if the FDA could have ruled on all three manufacturers at the same time, and CDC voted also at the same time. But that's not happening because, the, unfortunately, the FDA has to respond when a manufacturer submits things. And until a manufacturer submits things, they can't make up new ways to use a vaccine. Um, and so uh, um, Pfizer got there first. And it's, I think, not much more than who was there first. Um, And Moderna is information's there. Moderna creates more antibodies than Pfizer. I've received Moderna. um, And so for those of us with Moderna, we don't have to sweat that, um, you know, the Pfizer people are getting their third doses and we're not. There should be enough protection. Right. But I agree. It could be handled better. Okay. So, Rick, um, here we are. Um, It's early October. For the most part, people who have gotten the shot have gotten the shot. For those who don't want to get it, they're not going to get it. Um, this is pretty much uh, a static right now, right? And so if that means it's static, uh, where are we headed into the uh, the winter season, uh, flu season upon us, of course? Um, is there any light at the end of the tunnel? Well, I see a couple of things. I would encourage people to get – this is a great month to get the flu vaccines. Um, I'm planning to get mine this month. My family, from my mom to my adult children, will plan all to be vaccinated. For those um, just that's in your audience that are seniors or have a high-risk medical condition like diabetes, may I encourage them to choose a flu vaccine that is a second-generation vaccine. The first-generation regular-dose egg base may be fine for young persons and um, perfectly healthy persons, but for those who are higher risk or in the, our seniors in the listening audience, may I encourage you to get a second generation? There's several manufacturers, so I'm not picking ones. Okay, how but do you? How, does, how would someone know if it was a second generation vaccine? So the second generation vaccines um, would include flu block. 
uh, recombinant vaccine. Uh, it would include uh, fluad, a adjuvanted vaccine. It would include fluzone, high dose vaccine. So there's three of them um, that would be the higher dose. Uh, ones um, with a little more modern technology is also flu cell vax. So there's four of them. Um, any of them I haven't mentioned then is uh, is not uh, a vaccine for the high risk group. Okay, and if and if a person was high risk listening to the program, if they called a pharmacy or a doctor and said, "I'm looking for a second generation vaccine," would people who answered the phone know what they're talking about? I would sure hope so. Okay. And, uh, you know, I'm in my clinic, I'm on the, the group that decides the it's. And so for adults, uh, we all get one of the second generations. It's the only thing we stock. Okay. And uh, as I've advised UPMC for their persons 50 and over, it's the only thing available for 50 and over is the second generation. So all things considered, Rick, better days ahead? Well, I think so. And uh I think that particularly when we get the vaccine out um, for younger children and Delta is so contagious, I think we get vaccination and Delta goes through because if it's contagious that we can hit the herd immunity. We will need the third doses in many people, particularly the older persons. Um, but we, I think the third dose is the data pretty dramatic. I think it's going to knock this out. Oh, wouldn't that yeah. be terrific? Oh, so may I also take the liberty, and I mean this as a person who's uh, certainly um, often selfish and um, imperfect, but Jesus commands us to love one another. And I believe that the demonstration of that is to protect the life and health of others. I therefore then would make the logical next step that Jesus would command us to protect the health and life of our brothers and sisters. COVID is not healthy, uh, potentially deadly. I've seen people this week with COVID who have suffered. Then I think the logic next step is Jesus commands us to personally protect against COVID-19, to protect our brothers and sisters. And I say that as a flawed person, but I think we can do that. Uh, We can by masking, by being vaccinated. There are other ways as well. But I think we can make a difference as individuals. And vaccination just isn't about us. It's about our brothers and sisters. I'm into that. Dr. Rick Zimmerman with us, COVID-19 researcher, collaborating with the Centers for Disease Control. Rick, I want to thank you for being with us today. I also want to thank you for your tireless work um, on behalf of all of your patients, all the citizens of Allegheny County. Uh, we've relied on you a lot for good, solid information without, you know, fanfare and, you know, politics, politics and all of that. And you've been really faithful. And so I want to say thanks. Well, you are welcome, and to our Lord be the glory. To our Lord be the glory. Amen. Thank you so much, Dr. Rick Zimmerman, a COVID-19 research collaborating with the Centers for Disease Control. We're going to step away. and uh, But when we come back, we're opening up the phones. We have we don't do this this often. We don't really talk to our audience that I often. I feel like today's the day. All right. So, Kath and I were thinking about this. Um, what is your earliest memory of a, what you would call, what I would call, a spiritual experience. Do you remember someone, your gram, your mom praying for you? Was there a moment when you, you know, something happened as a child and that's a memory that stays with you? 
Kath and I have several. I'm thinking about, you know, in my own life. We'll share ours, and then we like to go to the phones. And you're welcome to join us in. We'd love to hear your voice about your earliest spiritual experience. That's next here on The Ride Home. We are Pittsburgh's Christian Talk on 101.5 Word FM. Remember the kids' game Telephone? The teacher would whisper in the first kid's ear, I have a purple giraffe named Lucy. And then each kid would whisper that to the next kid to see if the message could make it to the end. At the end, little Johnny would of course yell out, My paper airplane is storming your Barbie castle. It's Ryan. And the point I'm trying to make is, sometimes, middlemen can create problems. At United Faith Mortgage, an important thing about us is that we have a direct lender advantage. We are an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. For you, this often allows us to get your loan done faster. And because we lend with our company's money, we can often get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money. We are United United Faith Faith Mortgage. Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Liberty. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. We all know health care costs are through the roof, but having insurance to back you up in uncertain times provides a sense of security to us, right? I'm Kathy Emmons, and about a year ago, I lost my sense of security when I lost my health insurance. It was a sudden thing, a COVID-era adjustment they had to make, my husband's employer said. But all of a sudden, after decades of being covered by the same people, I was on my own. But it turns out, not on my own. You know I've advertised for Todd Marley at Marley Financial for years now. I've loved the sound of what they offer to individuals and small businesses, but all at once I had to depend on them for my own health insurance. And wow, have they come through. From Todd, who took the time to explain all the options, to Carrie, who has walked through literally every bit of paperwork I've had, Marley Financial has been there for me. So if you're looking for a group of people who will be there for you, think Marley Financial. Find them online, marleyfg.com or at 724-884-1496. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Hi, Mom. Is Claire's birthday party today? Me again, Mom. Where did I put my history book? Hi, sorry, forgot one last thing. Sometimes it's hard to concentrate. At school, I start looking out the window, and then I forget what I was supposed to be thinking about. I know it seems like I don't care, but I do. It's just difficult for me. Love you, Mom. Bye. Join parents and experts at understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues to help your child thrive. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council. Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. It'll be mild with areas of late night fog. Tonight's low 61. That fog will carry over into tomorrow morning. Otherwise, it will be warm with variable cloudiness. Tomorrow, we'll see a high of 78. Thursday, more clouds than sunshine. Remaining warm with a brief shower will reach a high Thursday of 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. What do you remember as a kid? 
about faith, about someone praying for you or something that you know you witnessed or something that you personally did as a child that you can look back now as an adult and go, well, that was a spiritual experience. Something was going mm-hmm. on. I couldn't define it. I didn't really know what it was. Or maybe you did. But there was you taking your baby steps towards your faith. 800-320-8255. We're opening up the phones. We wouldn't hear from you today. Is that you? Have you had experience okay. something like that? So when you asked, you asked me that question earlier. Yeah, I've been thinking about this. Yeah, so the first thing that came to my mind was uh, Easter when I was seven, age seven. And um, I was sitting at Memorial Park Church in Allison Park in the second pew on the right with my mom. Mm-hmm. Down front. Down front. We always sat down front. And because that's, that's where the holy people sit, John. <laughs> that's a joke. Uh, that's where you sit if you have trouble paying attention. Uh, anyway, and I was thinking to myself, there was like a and like an anthem and service, and then there was like a, a um, there used to be a hymn where you could walk up and kneel at the altar and pray during the hymn. It was in the center of the service. Yeah. As that was going on, I remember thinking, now I've heard all of this stuff about like how you have to quote unquote like accept Jesus into your heart. Right. And Easter would be a great day to do that. Right? Yeah. And I had, I already believed in Jesus. So this was kind of like a formality. You know, but I thought, well, this, you know, this is what you do on, this is what you should, if I'm going to do it, I should do it on Easter. How old were you? Seven. Okay. So I looked up at the big stained glass window and I prayed, I, you know, Jesus could come into my life and nothing happened. No. Payoff. Trumpet, fanfare, firework, tingle. Nothing. Nothing. So I thought I did it wrong. So I did it again. Anyway, over the next like 24 hours, I accepted Jesus like 600 times. Like every time I thought it, I was like, and nothing ever happened. So finally, I said something to my sister about it, who's 12 years older than me. And she was like, oh, no, no, like nothing has to happen. Like she set me straight. But that that's the first thing that came into my head when you brought up like a spiritual experience as a kid. Accepting Jesus into your heart at the age of seven. And having no like tangible feeling. Right, right. No, right. like there was no fog or flame or something. Nothing extraordinary. Nothing. But it was a slice. I mean, of I remember. I remember it that well. Yeah, that's really interesting. Okay, so seven years of age. So uh, I'm somewhere in that ballpark. Um, you know, there were seven kids in our family, and my mom every night we would kneel down and say bedtime prayers. And I remember, you know, because I'm next to the youngest, so my and my little sister is like four years younger than me. So, you know, I was in that weird area, like I was going to, my mom was putting me to bed, like sort of by myself. Mm. And so we would always say bedtime prayers. But I remember like it was the summertime because it was still light out. Wow. And I was in bed. Wow. You think my mom was like going, give me a break, kid. <laughs> right. And her, you know, me kneeling down on my bedside next to my mom and us reciting our prayers. And then me getting, you know, under the covers and lying there as, you know, what I picture is the fading light and hearing my brothers and sisters out in the yard playing and thinking, someday I'll be big and I'll be out with them. But I had just prayed. Now, that's significant to me, but even more so, and this is a weird thing, when I was about eight years old, 
we used to get some magazine and and I can picture the the ad in the magazine and the, and I you know of course you're 8 years old your reading skill is you know just developing but in the ad it was asking if you wanted to know Jesus and if you did you had to send something like a, it was which was a mystery a self-addressed stamped envelope and they would tell you about Jesus. So I said to my mom, could I do this? And so she gave me a stamp, and then I filled it out, and I put an envelope inside an envelope and waited for this information about Jesus to come in the mail. Wow. In the self-addressed stamped envelope. Did it come? Oh, yeah, it came. And I believe what it was was a tract. Yeah. And... I sure I had that track probably forever. I don't know where it is now, but I had that thing for decades. I know I did, and it was just you know this is how you accept like this is you like said a plan of salvation right. That was sort of like the isn't adult that interesting thing. that you as a kid wanted that that I I love that uh, me too I love that that the idea was like a self addressed envelope yeah this is Jesus and it was very adult yeah and I could do that so I wanted to activate that yeah and your mom encouraged you to do it she did she let me do it. Very interesting, it. yeah. Okay. 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255. Can we go to the phones? And um, we have some callers Terrific. right now. Let's, okay. let's try this, all right? Um, hi, thanks for calling uh, our, our show. Uh, who is this, please? Hello? This is, hello? Hello, yeah. hi. You're, yeah, you're on the air. Hi, this is Kristen. How hi. are you? Good, good, Kristen. Kristen. Tell us your story. Earliest supernatural experience. So when I was nine years old, um, I was in a Catholic school, um, and my parents were se- had gotten separated. And I remember feeling kind of helpless and out of control and not really knowing what was going to happen. And I was walking by the church, and I went. I decided to go into the church. Was and it your I remember church? going up to the front pew. It was my church, okay. but it was closed at the time. There were no services or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I went up to the front pew, and I think I probably lit 20 candles, which I didn't know I wasn't supposed to do. But, <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, I knelt down on the kneeler, and I prayed to God to please help me get through this. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I didn't know how I could help my parents. I didn't know which end was up at that point. But I, that was the hardest I had ever prayed in my life for anything. And when I walked out of that church, I felt like I was in there for hours, but it was probably five minutes, you know. Um, When I walked out of that church, it felt to me as though the sky was bluer and the grass was greener and the sun was hotter and the birds were singing louder. Like, I felt that my life had been changed somehow, but I didn't quite know what that meant and how it was changed. I I didn't ask to be saved. I didn't know what that was. Sure. Um, but I just asked God to help me and that I would do whatever I needed to do, you know, to help my parents through the situation and to get through it. And throughout my life, I could feel the Holy Spirit talking to me, but I didn't know that it was the Holy Spirit. He was trying to guide me in the right direction, and I wasn't listening, and I would push this little voice aside and literally just say, listen, I know what I'm doing. I don't, I don't know what this is. And it wasn't until I was saved at 32 years old that all of a sudden I realized what that was. Wow. 
That is a great it, it was the whole story. Yeah. That is a great story, Kristen. It was the Holy Spirit coming into my heart and being part of my life and showing me that God was with me and walking with me and beside me through everything and trying to steer me in the right direction as many times as he needed to, no matter how many times I said I didn't want it. Wow. That's great. It. Thanks for calling, Kristen. That's great. Thank you. That's great. You light a candle. And then you walk outside and something's different. But the Holy Spirit's working and not until she was 32. But she lit about 30 candles. 800-320-8255. Kath and I were interested in your first, what we would call your first spiritual experience. What was that memory that you had of you doing something to invite God into your life? Or what was it? Just something. I mean, you, you, you heard Kath's story and, you know... I wanted there to be trumpets, and there weren't. Yeah, but you asked 600 times, right? Mm-hmm. And I sent a self-addressed stamped envelope to, That's awesome. to find out about Jesus. 800-320-8255. Let's go back to the phones. Hey, Joy, uh, you're with us live on the air. How you doing? Hi there. I'm wonderful. How are you two? Good, Joy. Tell us a story. Okay, so I was about eight years old. I was in third grade in Sunday school. You walk up the top of the steps, and there's Mrs. Ellis's class. And she was this little old lady who probably back then was 900 years old. (laughs) And she always taught the third graders, and that was her mission. And I can remember, serious as can be one day, saying, but Mrs. Ellis, how do you know when God talks to you? I can't hear him. You can't hear him. And she looked at me with that white hair and those gloves, and she said, oh, dear, you can hear him. He will touch your heart. Don't worry. Twenty years later, I had to write her a letter and say, thank you. I understand now. Hmm. <laughs> That's it was so beautiful. <laughs> and I kept that letter for many, many years. And through a couple different moves, I'm afraid I lost it. But, um Yeah, I wrote her a letter, and she wrote back and said she is so glad that I had my aha moment, and it was just beautiful. (laughs) Isn't that terrific? And isn't it wonderful when people Mm -hmm. don't talk to don't talk down to kids? Right. Just tell them the truth. She Mm -hmm. met you where you were, didn't she, Joy? That's really good. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much for calling, Joy. We need to step away for just a minute. Good. Yeah. What's your first? Spiritual experience where you encountered God in some way. Eight hundred. 320-8255. 320-8255. Give us a call. We'd love to hear it. WORD. When God created us, he had a purpose for our lives. I'm Alan Jackson. I have the privilege of joining you each weekday to open our Bibles together. The Bible tells us that God has made us what we are. And in our union with Christ Jesus, he has created us for a life of good deeds, which he has already prepared for us to do. Join me and let's see what God has for us today. A fresh look at scripture, weekday mornings at 930, Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD. As the challenges of the pandemic continue, families living in poverty are facing fears. They're afraid of hunger. They're afraid of eviction, but they're not afraid of hard work. When even two jobs aren't enough, they find a way to keep going for their families. But when you give to the Salvation Army Western PA Division, you help their hopes outpace their fears. Your donation to the Salvation Army Western PA Division's Red Kettle Campaign helps local, hardworking families fend off homelessness 
And remember, there are so many ways to give this year. Visit SalvationArmyWPA.org slash Hope Marches On and donate online. Donate digitally with Apple Pay or Google Pay at a physical red kettle. Ask Amazon Alexa to donate by saying, Alexa, donate to the Salvation Army. Give any amount by texting kettles to 51555. Or give spare change in cash at a physical red kettle at your local retailer. Keep hope marching on for families in your neighborhood. Give today at SalvationArmyWPA.org slash Hope Marches On. All donations remain in the local community. If you're in the market for metal roofing, siding, and garage doors, Kaufman Metals in Bedford can meet your expectations with friendly professional service. Their equipment is right up to date with the newest technology and ready to produce your standard and customized metal panels and trims to your exact specifications for any project with the fastest turnaround in the industry. Plus, Kaufman Metals offers complete do-it-yourself building packages included with computer-generated drawings. Kaufman Metals also provides sales and service for CHI residential and commercial garage doors. They deliver any order, large or small, to any place with full-service rollback trucks and trailers with a Moffett forklift to set building packages conveniently close to your project. And just so you know, they offer contractors discounts as well. Visit KaufmanMetals.com or call 814-623-6044 or stop in at 6146 Lincoln Highway, Bedford, PA. Word FM presents our 15th annual Pastor Appreciation Luncheon, 12 p.m. Tuesday, October 19th at the Doubletree by Hilton in Greentree. A free event open to all senior and associate pastors and their spouses. Come experience a day of gratitude, fellowship, and encouragement. Tuesday, October 19th, featuring keynote speaker, Pastor Jack Graham, host of PowerPoint, heard daily on this station. Doors open at 10.30 a.m. Reservations are required. To attend, reserve your free tickets now at wordfm.com pastors. Taking a little trip down spiritual memory lane. Mm-hmm. Right? What was that experience like for you when you first thought, oh, someone, you know, I, I want to connect with God in some way, right? Or, or maybe I mean, God's connecting with me in some way. Yeah. Or, I mean, I think if you're a person of faith, right, especially when you're younger, the pathways are really open, much clearer, I believe. We sort of clutter ourselves with worldly matters and, you know, fear and whatever. Uh, when we get older, but especially as kids, what's your first spiritual experience? We'd love to know this. 800-320-8255. Give us a call. Um, let's go back to the phones. Oh, so, sorry there. Uh, AJ, you're on the line with us. How you doing? Hi. Good, John and Kathy. I just love you guys. Oh, that's <laughs> sweet. Thank I you. I just tell you, you make my ride home so much more pleasurable. That's oh, for sure. That's great. Thank you. So my story is when I, I grew up in the church. So I've, I've always had memories of being in the church, but I was 16 years old and I was in a snowball battle and herniated a disc. And this was back in 1976. So it wasn't like it is now. And I remember I had to have a myelogram done and I was petrified. So I remember being in the hospital the night before the myelogram and I just started praying and I said, you know, Lord, I'm scared. And I just really wanted a Bible. And I just, remember as I was drifting off to sleep, I just felt this spirit in myself say, I got you. The next morning, there was a nursing aide. Nurse's aide is what they were called back then. Her name was Linda. And she walked in and she gave me a Bible and she said, God told me you needed this. What? It was like the breath was out of my lungs. (gasps) And I just looked at it. That was the first time I ever encountered 
God using other people to help other people. And it just was, I can't even explain how stunned I was. Oh, my goodness. Like, if she came up and just smacked me in the face, I wouldn't have been as stunned. I, that was when I knew that there was not only a God, but he did answer our prayers. And so I just, you know, and ever since then, I'm old lady now, <laughs> but um, I just always look for those little signs from God and those, the people that he sends to help. And, you know, it was just really remarkable. Fabulous. Wow. Thanks, AJ. Thanks, That's AJ. a really great story. You're welcome. Sure really good Thank stuff. you. God yeah. bless you, too. I love you guys. Thank oh. you. You're very kind. 800-320-8255. What's your earliest spiritual experience? Okay, Christy. Christy, Christy Stockdale, our producer, asked her about this earlier after John asked me, uh-huh. and I was thinking about maybe what mine was. Christy, tell us you, about you yours. So I grew up in the church. Um, if if the doors were unlocked, we were there. And then my mom worked at the church that we went to. Mm-hmm. So we had a key to get in, even if the church wasn't open. So nice. I have, like, as far back as I can remember is was being in church. Um, the only thing that when you brought this to me, Kath, that I could think of was after a Wednesday night programming, um, I asked my dad to help me comprehend basically what the story was. I can't tell you what the story was, but I just remember being in the car with my dad after and saying, like, this is what we talked about, and I need more help understanding. So after that, we prayed, and that's when I accepted Jesus into my heart. I can't tell you how old I was, but wow. that's the f- earliest thing I can remember. Really? Help okay. me understand. Yeah, help me understand what was talked about. I like that a lot. I love a kid who would say that. Yeah, help me understand. Help me understand and you that. go to your dad, and he's trying to figure it out with you. Yeah. That's super that's cool. That's so good. <laughs> okay, we need to step away for a minute. Uh, we've got a, a little slice of time left, so if you're so inclined, 800-320-8255. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay with us. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk here on The Ride Home. John and Kathy on 101.5, Word FM, WORD. Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. Pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old-time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course, we have great eats inside, too, with lots of pumpkin creations. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family-friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. To be or not to be, if that's your pest question, get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Booze respects bees until they become a stinging problem for homeowners. Boo and his Bug Stoppers team can safely remove wasps, hornets, carpenter, and ground bees with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Get a free quote today. When it comes to getting the buzz on bees, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. 
With today's technology, anyone can take a video, but getting it ready for prime time, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great-looking videos for your social media, podcasts, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. Taking your phone calls at 800-320-8255. We have a few minutes in the hour left over. The question is, tell us about your earliest spiritual experience. We've heard one terrific story after. I wish we could do this for two hours. Yeah, your spiritual memory. Let's go back to the phones. Hey, Susie, you're with us live. Uh, tell us your story. Thanks for calling. Yes, um, thank you. We um, went to a church also, um, and it was a Presbyterian church out in California State, and I, I loved memorizing the verses and probably because I was going to get a Bible. Anyway, then one Sunday we were on our way to church and when we were pulling out of the driveway, something, our car went up and then it went down. It turned out we ran over the the, uh, neighbor's cat. And I, I, it's strange, but I felt like we are terrible sinners, but I didn't think of the word. (laughs) So then nothing I would say in between that, except when I was about 12, on Christmas, it was around Christmas at night, walking the dog. I don't know what it was. It just made me cry. Um, there was, I believe that God was uh, pursuing me. And then when I was 31, I would have to say that um, I know when I that was when it was real. And uh, I got shingles, and um, I was very sick. And it, I had a great job. I loved life. Everything was going my way. And then um, I went, <clears throat> I was listening to the radio one day, and I was tired of the music, the um, 60s music and all that, or 70s. And so I found a Christian station from Long, in Long Beach, California. And a lady called in. Um, this man had a call-in show at night. I was coming back from um, work at the airlines, LAX, and so... What happened was, she said, I want to know how I can be saved, Brother Jim. And as soon as she said that, I I couldn't believe, just like the lady that called earlier, everything looked better. It was incredibly, I was stunned because my husband, we hadn't gotten married yet. Um, he told me how he got saved, listening to Handel's Messiah. And so I called him uh, when I got to my place. And he said, wait, whoa, whoa, what happened? 
I couldn't stop telling people. It was crazy. And then I, when I went back to work, I was telling everybody at work. And all these people, these Christians, came out of the woodwork, and they're telling me, memorize Romans 8. And I, it was incredible. And then I got transferred up to um, the Horizon Club, where I met Johnny Erickson Tonda and her husband. And I'd been, um, been given a lot of biographies and things at uh, the church we had started going to. So I, I can just say that, it, and then I didn't know anything about being baptized, and then we're, we started going to a Baptist church, and then um, when one of the fellows, anyway, his wife asked me if I'd been, what happened, she heard uh, from him, and so she said, now you've got to get baptized, so I did. Fabulous. Susie, that's great. Okay. You ran over a cat. You cried when you walk a dog. Then you got shingles. And then you got shaved. Saved. <laughs> Not saved. <laughs> it's fabulous. Wow. Listen, the phones are lit. We're going to do it again. We love you so much. Yeah. Thanks for everybody. God is so good, isn't he? WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Capitol Police removed a van from a suspicious vehicle in front of the Supreme Court this morning. In a roughly hour-long incident, one day after the court convened for a new session. A notice from the Capitol Police's Twitter account shortly before 10 a.m. urged people to stay away from the area. Road closures around the Supreme Court, which is just across the street from the Capitol, were in effect during the investigation. About an hour later, the Capitol Police said in a statement that it had extricated a man from the SUV parked in front of the Supreme Court. The suspect, identified as Dale Paul Melvin of Kimball, Michigan, is now in custody. The incident comes less than two months after a North Carolina man parked his car on the sidewalk in front of the Library of Congress, which is also a short walk from the U.S. Capitol and Supreme Court, and claimed he had a bomb. Bernie Bennett in Washington. Energy prices up again. U.S. oil climbing above $79 per barrel. Stocks broadly higher now. The Dow is up 479 points. This is SRN News. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. 
Say, what would you do if you were a new Christian and you didn't have a Bible? It's Michael Woolworth, by the way, from Bible League International, and you'd probably say, well, I'd hop in my car, I'd go to a Christian bookstore, or I'd have one shipped to me. What if those weren't options? You'd say, well, I'm new to the faith. I mean, I, I need to know what it means to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus. You know, you would pray that someone, anyone, would bring you a Bible? And that's exactly the way it is for literally millions of Christians around the world. They're part of our spiritual family. They're new to the faith. They want to know what it means to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus. But God has them planted where it's very difficult to access a Bible. And that's why Word FM and Bible League have teamed up to send God's Word to 5,000 Bibleist believers around the world. Our campaign is called The World Needs the Word. And you can send a Bible for $5 each, $100 sends 20, every gift matched. Make your most generous gift by calling 800-YES-WORD, 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 or give at wordfm.com. Word FM presents our 15th annual Pastor Appreciation Luncheon, 12 p.m. Tuesday, October 19th at the Doubletree by Hilton in Greentree. A free event open to all senior and associate pastors and their spouses. Come experience a day of gratitude, fellowship, and encouragement. Tuesday, October 19th, featuring keynote speaker, Pastor Jack Graham, host of PowerPoint, heard daily on this station. Doors open at 10.30 a.m. Reservations are required. To attend, reserve your free tickets now at wordfm.com pastors. Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. It'll be mild with areas of late night fog. Tonight's low 61. That fog will carry over into tomorrow morning. Otherwise, it will be warm with variable cloudiness. Tomorrow, we'll see a high of 78. Thursday, more clouds than sunshine. Remaining warm with a brief shower will reach a high Thursday of 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, thanks for coming along today. I, I was talking in the um, uh, top of the 4 o'clock hour about a pair of tennis shoes that I bought on Amazon. Mm-hmm. They cost me $109. They are a Brooks Adrenaline GTS 20s, 109 bucks. You know the Brooks GTS 20s. Yeah, I, like I them. love those. I love oh. those. Anyway, so... I don't know why I do this, but when I buy something, uh, like on Amazon, then I save it because if I want to buy it again, I don't know why. You know, there's all these. So then I, uh, I can I can see it. You can go back and just hit, I know. Okay, I know. buy it again. Anyway, Sorry. so I so in my my queue, which I've got like you know 23 things in there. Yeah. They they sent me this notification. We updated this item to the best offer currently available at Amazon. The price has increased. By $62.71. That's outrageous. In how many months? Tennis shoes are less than four months old. Oh, my gosh. So now the price is $172.66, which made me think about this article that I read at CBS.com that they talk about, you know, this is a very, you know this if you're going to the store, prices have increased substantially and they will continue to rise, apparently. So to counter this... Corporations who you know produce whatever are doing something called shrinkflation, where you know you're buying the same thing and paying pretty much the same price. There just happens to be less of it in the box. So you know they're saying in this article that I'm reading um, that you you buy like you know uh, instant oatmeal, uh, packets of ten have now been cut to seven, or um, 
Breyers, this is fascinating. If you're a Breyers ice cream fan, and I believe you know most of us are, that Breyers ice cream, 64 ounces, have now reduced to 48, and the price also went up 25%. Wow. Okay, now this is what I've noticed. It, going in to buy a thing, and there used to be eight options, mm. and now there are two options. Mm-hmm. I notice it particularly with pet food. For those of you who have pets, I don't know if you've noticed this also, but if you go into, I mean, I've, I've seen this in every single store, whether I'm going into a pet food store or I'm buying pet food at like a grocery store Eagle, or Target yeah, or sure. wherever it is, you will see half of the shelves empty. So less of, less manufacturing taking place? I don't know. Or the or lesser le- brands maybe? Or, or just less options. So there would be full shelves pre-COVID and now they're 50%. So it's not like there are other things on the shelves. It's that there are huge vats empty of shelves. emptiness on a shelf right? where there used to be options. And now you have, you pick between these things. I noticed it at first when I went to buy sheets at Target in the early earlier days of COVID, maybe three months into COVID. This wasn't for college kids. This was not for college kids. This was just that like happens. I put a pair of sheets on a bed and they just ripped down the middle. We'd had them a long time. Right. I think I bought them at a yard sale, <laughs> which is fine. Right. And yard sale fine. prices have gone up too, in case you haven't noticed. We didn't have a whole lot of yard sales. Anyway, so I went to buy a set of sheets at Target and I went to where I would normally, you know, like where I would look and there was like nothing there. Hmm. The, like the whole shelf was empty. And then there were like a couple like, kind of sad sack options at the end. And I thought, what the heck's going on? And so I asked somebody who worked at Target, and they're like, oh, that's just the way it is now. Interesting. So I, I believe that the you know the experts, I'll put those in quotes, they're telling us things will get much worse before they get better. Now, we've not really experienced inflation like this mm-hmm. for many, right. many, many decades. Right. But and, here it is. And the, the, the supply chain things that we've all seen that are weird. Mm-hmm. Last year at this time, nobody could find pumpkin, canned pumpkin. Do you remember that? Oh, right. Sure. Right? Um, Is there pumpkin out there now? This year, well, this year, when you were away, Christy and I talked about uh, a news story that was in the Wall Street. <laughs> Sorry. That's when you were off having a vacation and we were working. You I remember think, that time? I, I do. No. <laughs> Fondly, I do. No, it was actually interesting. It was a Wall Street Journal story about how they were tracking canned pumpkin because it was such a big deal last oh, year and how different manufacturers had... They had have been stockpiling Thanksgiving supplies like turkeys, cranberry sauce, and canned pumpkin in additional warehouse space that they purchased so that when it came time for Thanksgiving, they wouldn't be in the same situation they were in last year. These are major grocery store chains. So, But but if they do that, which I'll be grateful for because I'll be glad to have my pumpkin, there's going to be something else. Sure. What about TP? Right. Have, have you resisted the urge to hoard? Because they're telling us again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't a, do that. Right. I'm not doing I'm it. I'm not doing it. Right. But it, it... It makes me anxious. Especially when it's something that... Here's... This is what's sad. I'm not hoarding TP. I find myself like, what if the mint Oreos go away? The thin, the thin ones or the double stuffed? Thin. Yeah, those thin ones are good, aren't they? What if... what? So, you know what I did? Hmm. I bought three last weekend. See, that I couldn't do that. Because I would eat three oh, in succession. Oh, no, no, no. I would just be like, oh, don't worry. I got some order where those came from. And I'd be running down there at 2 a.m. All right. Um, we need to step away. But before we do that, don't hit the button. Because I, I, it's, it's a big day. Why? It's a big day at Word FM. What's going on? Christy, could you help me out with this, please? Like, 
Oh, oh, holy moly. Where'd that come yeah, from? Yeah, this is, okay, so this is um, this is from our, our corporate parents here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Salem Media Group is insisting that John Hall has been an employee here as of today for 24 years. I've gotten to be an old man. 24 years. 20. John, I'd like to hand you the certificate myself. Thank you. In person. Like, do you see how I'm doing it? That's very nice. This is like Publishers Clearinghouse, like when you get the big check. Right. Except I'm sad to there's say no this is- There's no big check What do you Listen, think of that? Here's the weird thing. I don't think I've ever told this story on the air. I got this job from a want ad in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. A want ad. I was looking at the want ads, and at the time I was making my living doing voiceover work, and I thought, I bet you I could do radio. And I came in here, and I'm sitting in the lobby. You, now, you weren't interviewing for this job. No. In the talk show. Position. I was just feel, I'm thinking, I'll just do radio. I'll, you know, I'll just do radio. Because I was an actor, and all my actor friends are like, you know, you're living hand to mouth. And I'm thinking... I'm looking for job security, right? Uh, and you so got it. I did. So I'm in here, and I'm filling an application, and a buddy of mine, Darren, who's been here longer than I have, thank goodness. I think he's been here 27 years. He walks by, and I had just done a show with Darren. He was like, hey, man, what are you doing here? I go, filling an application. And you said, what are you doing here? Yeah, he goes, I work here. I was like, bingo. Then I went and had a, an interview with a, a, a young woman. She was the boss. Then her name was Charlie McDonald. And God bless Charlie. She hired me. And she said to me, do you think you could be on the radio? And I said, I think so. She said, well, uh, I think she said, well, you have to, if you can't talk for 60 seconds, then you have no right to be in the radio. And I thought, I think I could do that. So shortly thereafter, they hired me. And then they hired me as Darren's assistant. I was a copywriter. Mm. I was writing commercial copy. And then I was the morning guy. For how long? six, maybe six years. And then I saw this progression of all the talk show hosts who were here. You know, really great people. Jerry Boyer, Sherry Lynn, Don Matsett, uh, you know, uh, Marty Minto. All these guys, you know, they came and gone. One day they said to me, you're the guy. I was like, please, no. I, I really enjoy what I'm doing in the morning, guy. I, I don't want to be the talk show. I don't think I can do that. And they are like, you're the guy. And so me and Steph, now me and you've been together I think 12 years. No, no, much longer than 12 years. It was 12 years. No. I've been, I've been doing I've been this em- show 17 been, years. Okay, but I've been employed here for 12 years. Well, you. I, I filled in before that, but as far as like when the show was kicked off, it was 12, 12 years. 12 years? Mm-hmm. Really? Is that true? 12? I, I it am, seems more than that. No, it's, well, I'm I mean, sure it's No, seriously. <laughs> I mean, I, no, that, that can't be right. Yeah, that can't it's be true. right. I don't, I'm not sure about Anyway. 24. Congratulations, Dig John. it. Thank you so much. Very fabulous. Very good. I got old in this job. No, you're not old. Well, you know what, what I'm saying. He's reached a certain age, Christy. Hey. Hey. <laughs> certain age. I don't know what that means. Take Geritol tonight and sleep. Certificate of appreciation. That is so beautiful. Who's that from? Carmen Kinsler. Yeah. And Christopher J. Henderson. I, I've never met either of them. God bless you. 101.5 WORD. Do you love to cook or have a favorite recipe that's a winner? Then you need to enter your favorite recipe sweepstakes to submit that delicious recipe. The winning submission will receive a year's worth of meats from Good Ranchers. 
$1,400 value. And a $1,000 Williams-Sonoma shopping spree. Increase your chances of winning by entering once per day and completing bonus entry options. So start cooking. Enter today at wordfm.com slash contests. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement, offer valid through 123121. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at Windows RS. Pittsburgh.com. That is windowsaroundspittsburgh.com. When it comes to our business, I've got a couple pet peeves. One is how difficult it is to keep the paper towel dispensers full in our bathrooms. Impossible. My second pet peeve is the number of solicitors we get asking us to advertise. TV, billboards, social media, newspaper, little papers, big mailers, mini mailers. A forever nightmare. It's Ryan. And a bunch of years back, our Faith and Family Mortgage Team made a decision to only advertise on Christian radio. Our faith is a big deal to us, and so we figured it was a good place to start, and we haven't changed since. And here's the point. We're all in here on Word FM. We chose this station for a reason. We love this station. And if you choose to call, I think you'll find a team on the other end that wants to serve you specifically. Now, if I can just figure out the paper towel thing. We... Our United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Terry Tim is with us. Terry's a regular guest on our show. And uh, boy, Terry's probably been with us, well, not 24 years, but he's been around the block a few times with us, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, and we, we mean that in a good way. Yeah, a great way. We love Terry. Terry's the pastor at Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Hey, Terry, how you been? John and Kathy, it's good to hear your voices. It's been a while. How about this big day for John? Did you hear about this before you came on the air, Terry? I didn't. What's going on? Yeah, today is his uh, 24th anniversary of his employment That's here crazy. at Word FM. Congratulations, John. That's Thank a you. huge milestone. It is a gigantic milestone. Yes, I, I handed him a certificate and everything signed by two people he does not know. I didn't know, but I have it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, it might. Fantastic. I don't know. Like we, we should have signed to Christy. We uh, should have. Maybe after the show, you guys can yeah, sign. Okay. We'll pass well, it around. I'll, I'll okay. get you a nice pen. All right, good. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. You got miles to go though before you retire, John. Miles to go, brother. Well, I'm still here, I mean, and I'm sticking around until they, you know, force me out. Exactly. Right? So, and we're not forcing him out anytime soon. I'll tell you that. I love doing this, Terry. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I really enjoy well, it. So, 
Well, Kathy knows this. I don't know if you know this, John, but last night, spur of the moment, I decided to go see the Rolling Stones. Oh, you didn't know so that. Oh, would... Ter- when Terry, when you posted, I was like, "Look, all I could think of is how long did he plan this, or was this a last minute thing?" That's spur exactly what I no. thought. I am. I'm literally. I'm. I am not a spur of the moment guy. And my wife and I were having dinner last night, and it was it was such a gorgeous night, right? Yeah, and I just yeah. said, "Yeah, the Stones are in town." I said. I think I'm going to go. Like, I literally left my house at, like, 7.20. I decided this at 7.20 last night. Oh, my gosh. Drove to the north side, found a parking space on the street, scored a ticket, went in. (laughs) So it was great. But so, John, so Mick Jagger, so the the Rolling Stones performed in Pittsburgh for the first time in 1964. Wow. Wow. 57 years. Mick Jagger Two hours on stage at 78. So, John, you have miles to go before you hang up your radio voice, brother. 78. Okay, okay. How was it, Terry? Yeah, was it a good show? It was fun. I mean, I'm not the biggest Rolling Stones fan, but it was fun. I mean, they, they, their classic songs are amazing. Yes. You know, it's the soundtrack of my life growing up. So it, it was it was great. Excellent. I mean, it really was a, it was a fun show. And yeah. so they put on and a good show. All- Oh my gosh, that, that's the one, you know, one of the things the Rolling Stones are, to me, they're a band that you need to see live. Mm-hmm. They are, they are showmen. They are, you know, Mick Jagger is one of the ultimate showmen. So, and it was fun. There were all generations there. I mean, there were, there was a, a family in front of me with kids like that were like 10 and 12 and they knew, they knew most of the lyrics. I, love I was it. like, wow, this is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that cool. was good. Fun night. It was beautiful night at Heinz Field. Well, you can never say that you're not a spontaneous person ever again, Terry, because clearly that, that's spontaneity. Yeah. That that is that was you know that was an outlier moment for me, but it you know even you know you can teach this old dog some new tricks. I love it. Wow, that's terrific. Okay, so as you were exiting, did your wife say, "Wait, wait, uh, how about me?" Or you know, did she not? No, want I want to go. <laughs> she she doesn't. You know, this is one of the Patty does not enjoy live concerts. I mean, I love live music, and it's not a thing for her, especially especially at big venues like that. It just yeah, she doesn't. You know, so it was fun. It was just fun to go out, enjoy it by myself, and meet some new friends in the, in the stadium. Yeah, I good. love it. I love it. I also heard that uh, that Mix, you know, he he sounds like he was incredibly energetic. I hear that he posts on social media his high intensity uh, interval training. Is this true? Have you do you know about this? I, well, I think he is. He's a guy that is really you know taking care of his body. He exercises. I know he eats really well and. Uh, I, I did notice on this tour, though, there are there usually like three or four days in between concerts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Makes sense. <laughs> they're taking they're taking some time to recover. But I was right. I was watching him. I'm like, uh, if I have half the energy at his age, I'll be a happy man. You got that right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's massage therapists and nutritionists and all that who are making that work. So I Good mean, for that, him. that's super cool. Very cool. Good for him. Hey, Terry. So yep. you're with us here today yep. to talk about uh, rethinking the church. Now, you of all people uh, at Christ Community Church of the South Hills, you intentionally do not inhabit a traditional church building. So, you, you know, that is in your DNA anyway as a pastor. It, it is. It's part of kind of the way we, we founded this church 17 years ago, of trying to think outside of the box, so to speak. But I have to confess, like, doing church, uh, we, we get into patterns, we get into ruts, we get into kind of... Like, this is how we, quote-unquote, do church. And one of the things that I'm just noticing, you know, particularly, you know, coming out of this pandemic and COVID, 
Like this is an opportunity, I think, for for all Christians and particularly leaders in the church to to rethink how we see the church and how we practice church. Mm-hmm. And I've been reading re- reading a book by Adam Grant that's that's really good read. It's called Think Again, and he he suggests early in that book he said typically in our culture we think that you know the higher intelligence that you have, the more successful you'll be because you can solve complex problems. But he said, he said in today's turbulent world, there's another skill set that maybe is just as important. And he said that is the capacity to rethink and to unlearn. Mm. And, and when I read that, I mean, like, this is turbulent times for the church. I mean, we've been in this turbulent space for a while, and we're going to continue to be in this space for a while. And what would it look like to, to rethink church and maybe unlearn some practices or habits or beliefs that we need to let go of so that we could actually be a vibrant kind of community and, and be the kind of people that God uses to make an impact in the world today? Fabulous. So that's kind of where it's coming from for no, me. I like that. I like that type of like elastic approach. Right. I've, you know, the I have four people in my immediate family, plus the cats, of course. And one thing we talked about from the very beginning of COVID is, you know, there were so many disappointments. You know, my my younger daughter, it was her senior year of high school that she just like the last half of it, she completely missed out on. Right. Uh, my older daughter, um, it was her senior year of college that she just, you know, anyway, there were just so many disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. And I kept saying, I really think the more flexible we can stay the better off we're going to be and it's going to benefit us after this is over. Mm-hmm. That flexibility, yeah. Terry, that I think that that's really key. It's crucial. So I, I don't know if you guys practice this in your church, but a couple of weeks ago there was like National Back to Church Sunday. Did you hear about that? No. Yeah, so it was, it was a push. I mean, it was a marketing push and you could buy these campaigns, you know, like – it, it, you know, fall kickoff, a lot of churches do that kind of thing. But this was this was marked as Back to Church Sunday. And I thought that language was so interesting, because I mean, we know a lot of people have been absent from corporate worship, maybe over the last 18 months or whatever. And so this was like a push, like, invite people to come back to church. And that got me thinking, like, really, is that what this is about, coming back to church? Have Has the church not been the church over the past 18 months? <laughs> right. Like, you know, we have been the church, but that thinking, you know, we, we need to rethink how we envision church. Is church a building that you go to? And so we're going to send out postcards and social media posts so we get people back into the building. Or do we need to rethink what the church actually is and how we go about living out life as the community of faith. And one of the things that I'm hearing from pastors is, you know, even, even if you could get people back to church for that fall kickoff, are they coming back the next week or the next week or the next week? So I think this is a, a time for, for leaders to be adaptive. I love that word flexible, fluid, mm-hmm. elasticity, uh, but we, I think fundamentally, we have to think about the church differently. I used to have a T-shirt, and I wore it so much that it literally kind of just disappeared, right? And on, on the front of it, it said, don't go to church. But on the back of it, it said, be mm-hmm. the church. Mm-hmm. That's good. 
And I think that's where we need to, we, yeah. you know, church buildings, church buildings are important, but that's a building is getting people back into the building. I don't think is the essence of the gospel. And it's not what God wants us to be most focused on in this time and season. That's good. So we we need to have some different models and, and images of what it means to be the church and, uh, and and seize the opportunities that God is going to present to us in the days ahead to to witness to our faith in a different kind of way. Nice. Terry Tim's with us, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. So Terry, you know, for years you've met in, in different venues. Uh, I think the, when Kath and I visited, you were in, ele- in an elementary school. So clearly you are not the capital C church, right, with the the church building whatnot. Um, so w- last time I think we talked, you said you were meeting in a parking lot. W- where are you guys now? Yeah, so we... <laughs> We we were in like an 18, 17-month delay from a new school that we were going to be meeting at. We were supposed to start there on March fifteenth, 2020. That was the oh, weekend gosh. where everything Is shut down, right? right? That was oh, supposed to be the first Sunday. So we finally got permission to enter that space in August of 2021. And check this out for, you know, God have a sense of humor or whatever. Our first Sunday, we were we were going to be in that space. The day before, I went into the ER with an intestinal blockage, and I was in the hospital for three days. So we had been waiting for 17 months to get into that space, and I missed it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Is that hysterical? Oh, like, I mean, it, but part of that, God was just saying, like, you know, Terry, it's not about the building. It's not about getting people in the building. Mm-hmm. It's about being uh, the people of God. So we we worshiped inside for a couple of weeks, but then you know what? We said we value safe in-person gatherings, and we want to have as many people as possible for worship on Sunday. So we've pivoted back outside, and we're going to stay outside as long as we can, as long as the weather holds up. This Sunday was a little dicey. I literally made the call at 8.59. You know, the, I, was, we were, I was watching the radar, but like we want to do that, we want to we want to create safe space for as many people as possible to gather. And there still are people that have concerns, particularly families with young children. They don't want to come inside yet, and I get that. But one of the things we've been talking about this fall is we need to think differently. We need to rethink the church, and so we've looked at three biblical images for church. Not church as a building, but the Apostle Peter talks about. The church is the people of God. Mm-hmm. Paul talks about the church is the body of Christ or the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. Those are biblical images of the church. They're relational. They speak of the presence of God gathered among God's people, both in their gathered and scattered state. They talk about the mobility of the people. Like what, 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 what was what was Mike Lang's sig- sig- signature line of the Penguin Games? Elvis has left the building. Yeah. What's well, like the the church has left the building? The, the, when we walk out of a building, we haven't ceased to be the church. We're the dwelling place of God, and wherever God's people go, God is present because God dwells in us individually and communally. So we're we're still the church. We're just a church in a different different kind of state. And to me, that's, this is the opportunity to rethink who are we as the church and how will we faithfully live out our mission to be God's people, to glorify Christ in all that we say and do, 
and and work in partnership with God to bring a little bit more of heaven here on earth. Isn't that the truth? That's the Reverend Terry Tim from Christ Community Church at the South Hills. Hey, Terry, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to ask you the question that we asked our listeners in the 4 o'clock hour. And so I'm going to give you a couple minutes to ponder this. What's your earliest spiritual memory? Mm. Okay. It's a great so question. Ponder that a little bit. We'll talk about it next. It's the Tuesday edition of The Ride Home. We're glad you're along. Stay with us. Much more to come. My name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners owners of South Coast Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm who will treat you like family and not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation, and we'll take the time to explain all the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. In John 836, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed, and one way we can achieve that is by being debt-free. So let us help you today. Call us at 1-800-TAX-1176, and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS tax debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. Aria is suffering for the gospel. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International. Aria lives in the Middle East in a radical Muslim family. She accepted the invitation of a Christian friend to attend a weekly Bible study and eventually received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. She took her Bible study booklet home, hiding it in her room before her mother found it and gave it to her father. He beat young Aria nearly to death and called the officials to report her as an infidel. They took her to a remote cell where they assaulted her and the Christian friend and eventually let them go. Now these two women, they didn't grow bitter. They grew bold and together they They've seen hundreds come to Christ in the Middle East where it's nearly impossible to get a Bible. And that's why Word FM and Bible League have teamed up to send God's Word to 5,000 Bibleist believers around the globe. Our campaign is called The World Needs the Word. $5 sends a Bible, $100 sends 20, every gift matched. Call 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD. That's 800-YES-WORD or give at wordfm.com. Don't let bees buzz off your customers. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. Get a free quote on a monthly or quarterly pest control and sanitation plan without a long-term contract that'll clean them up, block them out, push them back, and remove pests safely. Backed by Booz 100% satisfaction guarantee. When it comes to protecting your business and your guests, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Hundreds of ministries have discovered the success of a partnership with OnePlace.com, the largest online Christian broadcast platform on the web. Here's Greg Laurie. By partnering with OnePlace, we've been able to expand our online ministry in a way that complements our current web strategy for maximized outreach and impact. And Dr. David Jeremiah. Many of the new listeners we reach here each day through OnePlace are now faithful ministry supporters. Introduce your ministry to our audience. Visit us at OnePlaceRadio.com.
Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. It'll be mild with areas of late night fog. Tonight's low 61. That fog will carry over into tomorrow morning. Otherwise, it will be warm with variable cloudiness. Tomorrow, we'll see a high of 78. Thursday, more clouds than sunshine. Remaining warm with a brief shower will reach a high Thursday of 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Back with Terry Tim, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Um, Terry, in our 4 o'clock hour, we uh, went to the phones, and this was an idea that John came up with a couple days ago. We asked people their earliest spiritual memory or their memory of their earliest spiritual experience, whatever it was. And, boy, we heard some really fascinating things. Um, And so we're going to ask you the same question. What did you think of when I asked you that? It's a, it's a great question. I, I'm going to have to go back on your podcast and listen to that because I, I, I think it's a, just really beautiful. So what came to mind, uh, I had an experience actually over the weekend. I, I conducted a memorial service for the mother of somebody in my community of faith, and the memorial service was held at the church that I grew up in mm. as a child. And actually, I was confirmed in that church. Patty and I were married in that church. I worked on the staff of that church, and I hadn't been back there for a long time. And I got to revisit that church. And so one of my earliest memories, and it came, it came back to me immediately, had to do with music in that church. I was an acolyte. Uh, I was a Methodist church. I was an acolyte. And one one of the jobs that I was assigned to was to be the page turner for our church organist. And uh, I knew a little bit about music early on, and I've, obviously I've got a music background and I've developed that capacity over the years. But I remember Helen Dodds, our organist, I would sit next to her on that organ bench, and I was probably eight or nine years old, and she would nod her head. She'd give me that signal when she wanted me to turn the page. And it wasn't so much about the turning of the page, but it was sitting next to her. Uh, We had this massive pipe organ in this church. I mean, like it resonated through every fiber of my being whenever she played that. And she had the foot pedals and she had, you know, both hands going and both feet going and the place is rocking. But seeing her, her love for music and her love for God as a church and worship left deep impression on me mm. that, that as I think back on it, I think it really influenced my own trajectory around love of God, love of music and the power of music to, to help people connect in, in deeply uh, intimate and personal ways with, with Jesus. So I haven't thought of that for a long, long time, John and Kathy, but thank you for for yeah. provoking that memory yeah. in me. It's a, okay, a, sweet, so, a sweet period. So something, kind of a through line that, I, that we saw in a lot of these stories, not all of them, but a lot of them, were adults that talked to kids and didn't talk down to them, but actually talked... Seriously, as an equal, as an equal, not maybe even not as an equal, but certainly seriously about faith things. Serious, seriously, right? You know, yeah, yeah. oh, I mean, when you when you mentioned that, like this was a she was a seasoned church organist. What was her name, Terry? And she, 
Helen, Helen Dodds. Helen Dodds. And I mean, she had played the organ for years. And here I am, a little kid, and she invites me to sit on the bench with her, and she empowers me to turn the pages. Like, that's significant. Yeah. Like, I, I certainly wasn't a peer, but she invited me into that. That was like my earliest invitation into ministry. And yeah, it was it was significant. She valued and, and she 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 introduced me to that work and yeah, it was really significant. I love it. That's a great great it really memory. Is, Terry. That really is, Terry. Thanks for being with us today, friend. Yeah, we miss you, Terry. Um uh, join us in the studio sometime soon, okay? Yeah, I hope to do that next month. Uh, I'm right. doing some doing some work with Pittsburgh Leadership Foundation today. So I'm up in Oakmont leading our uh leadership uh cohort up here so couldn't get in to see you but look forward to that in november great we always welcome terry tim christ community church of the south hills happy to have him with us coming up next does this make sense does this make sense i bet it doesn't oftentimes both sometimes things do One hundred one point five W O R D. I won! I won! Yes! And we want you to win too. So sign up to receive our contests and sweepstakes update each Friday. You can see new opportunities to win. We regularly give out prizes from books, music, and merchandise to household items, even vacation trips or car payments. Stay up on all the fun. Subscribe to our contests and sweepstakes update mailed each Friday. Sign up today at wordfm.com/slash/subscribe. We all know health care costs are through the roof, but having insurance to back you up in uncertain times provides a sense of security to us, right? I'm Kathy Emmons, and about a year ago, I lost my sense of security when I lost my health insurance. It was a sudden thing, a COVID-era adjustment they had to make, my husband's employer said. But all of a sudden, after decades of being covered by the same people, I was on my own. But it turns out, not on my own. You know I've advertised for Todd Marley at Marley Financial for years now. I've loved the sound of what they offer to individuals and small businesses, but all at once I had to depend on them for my own health insurance. And wow, have they come through. From Todd, who took the time to explain all the options, to Carrie, who has walked through literally every bit of paperwork I've had, Marley Financial has been there for me. So if you're looking for a group of people who will be there for you, think Marley Financial. Find them online, marleyfg.com or at 724-884-1496. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7, 365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. I'm a North Hills girl, and I'm proud to serve that community that I've grown up with. Stock Family Dentistry's Dr. Megan Stock. Nobody in my family was a dentist. It was kind of this innate thing planted in my heart since about first grade. And so God leading me down this path, it's been incredible to not only see my passion come to life, but to be able to do it at home is incredible. Exceptional dentistry, compassionate care, Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. 
Pastor, reserve your free tickets now for the 15th annual Word FM Pastor Appreciation Luncheon, 12 p.m. Tuesday, October 19th at the Doubletree by Hilton in Greentree. Senior and associate pastors and their spouses are invited to experience this day of gratitude, fellowship, and encouragement. Tuesday, October 19th, featuring keynote speaker Pastor Jack Graham, host of PowerPoint, heard daily on this station. Doors open at 10.30 a.m. Reservations are required. Your free tickets are available now at wordfm.com slash pastors. makes sense. Does what make sense? Hanging clothes out to dry. Oh, you mean like with a clothesline outside? Mm-hmm. Clothespins. Oh, heck yeah, it does. Yeah. We don't do that. Of course, hardly anybody does now. Mm-hmm. But growing up, my gram, my yeah. mom did. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have memories of them, you know, being a kid and they had like these big sticks, right. which we used to try to use as pole vaulting sticks. Sure, but they didn't like that. No, it didn't work real well. But, you know, the sheets and the, the billowing, that's a really you know, sort of standard sort of imagery in Americana. And I, I grew up with that. I, I, there's something about it, right? It, it makes things smell better. or do you, uh, It makes sense to me. But the way you're looking, though, it doesn't make any sense to you. Did I give it away? Yeah. Here's the thing. I like the romance of it. I like the historicity of it. Yeah. I like, you know, the you know the the story of the woman who was involved in like the very first like intelligence plot, where you know the signs that she would put out had to mm-hmm. do with the, her, what right. laundry she was hanging and not hanging. But the practicality that does not make sense. Why? why I'll tell it... you why. You know, everything's hard. You put your sheets out there. You bring your sheets in. They're hard. Hard. They're like hard. They're they're. You, it's not comfortable. When's the last time you did it? Uh just beginning of the summer really yeah and you had hard sheets hard what? i thought Why i was gonna honor the historicity as i said i thought it was gonna be like a throwback it's gonna smell good it's hard you put them on your bed and you thought these are hard sheets they're like crunchy maybe you didn't get the soap out i don't think i want you to like dissect the issue it sounds I like think this. i just want you to take my word for it all right Okay, you're saying hanging sheets on the I don't, line. I just like the. I, I mean, look, yeah. there were a lot of times in my life I didn't have a dryer, so that's all I was doing. Yeah, I sure. totally get that, but I'm saying if you do have a dryer, it just makes things softer. All right. All right. Does this make sense? My wife and I go back and forth on this macaroni salad. Oh my gosh. Now listen. Oh my god. I love macaroni salad. My wife thinks it's like some alien food. She'll go. What is that? What, what you know? And she, she's a terrific cook, but she refuses to make it. So I don't care. I go to the Giant Eagle, and they sell like store bought. You know, oh my gosh! And then and then you buy like a little container, and then I get like a pepper grinder, put pepper on top of the macaroni, and I just go bup 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 bup. I need like you know six little hits of it, and I feel good about myself. And my wife's like, that is so disgusting. This is her thing. When she doesn't understand, she'll go, is that an East Coast thing? What do you mean? It's like an East, like only people on the East Coast meet macaroni salad. It's delicious. It's disgusting. What? That does not make sense. I, macaroni salad is the worst of all the salads. No, no. That is bottom rung. I salad. love it so much. That is a salad for mm. people that don't really like salad. Why are you kidding me? That's what it is. Christy, it makes sense to you, doesn't it? Get out. 
diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. To be or not to be? If that's your pest question, get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. Booze respects bees until they become a stinging problem for homeowners. Boo and his Bug Stoppers team can safely remove wasps, hornets, carpenter, and ground bees with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Get a free quote today. When it comes to getting the buzz on bees, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. Hi, we're Katie and Ryland Weber, the founders of Convive Coffee. For more than five years, the heart of Convive has been to serve our community by sharing life and great coffee together. Sourcing beans from around the world, Convive coffee samples and roasts right here in Pittsburgh. Come visit your local Convive Cafe at Adams Shops in Mars, McCandless Crossing, and Butler Street in Lawrenceville. We hope to see you soon at Convive Coffee. There's a lot of confusion about how to protect yourself from COVID. With guidelines and regulations changing by the week, one thing is certain. You need an accurate thermometer for your family to check for fever, the leading sign of flu and COVID. Only the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate in more than 100 clinical studies. Don't rely on non-contact thermometers. They have no scientific studies behind them and can miss the fever that might mean COVID. Learn more at exergen.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes time. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Are you singing? Alan Coulter, the uh, quirky, uh, redheaded, longtime voice of the Late Show with David Letterman, has passed away. Sorry to hear that. He was Uh-oh. terrific. He was game, is what he was. He really was. Right? He was game for anything. Yeah, so th- this apparently was David Letterman's only choice once Bill Wendell retired. Mm-hmm. And Bill Wendell was there from the. Um, Bill Wendell was with um, David Letterman like in the early days of like. David Letterman had a morning show. Right. So they they traveled a lot of time together. And then Bill Wendell retired, and then Alan came in, mm-hmm. who had like a lot of guys spent his career, you know, as the sort of guy on the like the prices right. Come on right. down, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Sort of thing, so right? listen to this. He um, 
Prior to The Late Show, he was a popular voiceover artist and spokesman in commercials for brands like Gillette, mm. Michelin, CBS Cares, New York Mega Million, and the USA Network. A good living indeed. He was also an announcer for the $10,000 Pyramid, the $25,000 Pyramid, the Money Maze, To Tell the Truth, where he also replaced Wendell. Really? And at the uh, 03 Grammy Awards. Nice. But before he did any of that, he was a high school English teacher on Long Island before he decided <laughs> he wanted a different career. I love it. That is so cool. Yeah, so can you imagine being backstage, especially like in the writer's rooms, right? Because they know that they've got this guy who is willing to go along with just about anything they can think of. Mm -hmm. So the writers specifically wrote for Alan really weird and unusual things that he never said no to. And David Letterman, you know, sort of blew up and said, let's go. And him using announcer voice to say them is what made them hilarious. Exactly. Uh, he was 78 years old, passed away peacefully Monday at Stanford Hospital, Connecticut, surrounded by his family. Mm. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, David Letterman, of course, who is 74 years old, paid tribute to the announcer in a statement to USA Today. He said, quote, Alan's was the first and only voice we listened to to replace Bill Wendell. Wow. We knew he would be our choice. Whatever else, we always had the best announcer in TV Wonderful voice and eagerness to play a goofy character of himself. Did I mention he could sing? He could. He enthusiastically did it all. It's a very sad day for me, but many great memories. Fabulous. Well, yeah, the passing of one of the uh, one of the funny characters in late night television. That's for sure. Yeah. Hey, um, you, you, Kath, you're always looking for a good deal, are you not? I love a good deal. You like, you like yard sales? I and would, I would travel auctions. far and wide. I went across the state a couple weeks ago to try to get one. Oh, that's right. You're mm-hmm. looking for with the glass doorknobs? That- uh, I was looking for hardware. Okay. And lighting and fixtures in Scranton. And mm-hmm. you found the table instead. I did. Very good. Well, you might want to head out to the uh, to the airport. Because they have, the airport, yeah. two years' worth of items. Listen, I love this sale. Yeah. I've never gone to it, though. I just I shouldn't say I love it. I love the idea of it because I've never made it out there. Well, I'm looking at this article from today's Trib, and they have a photograph of the airport from 2019. There are literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people at this sale. So um, these are two years' worth of items, things that were, weirdly, I don't know how, left yeah. behind at the airport. Okay, like what? Here's what they say. Jewelry, electronics, a lava lamp. Who's leaving a lava lamp Listen, at the airport? A fire truck, nine abandoned vehicles, runway brooms, plows, nearly a thousand pieces of jewelry will be on the auction block, according to airport officials. Wait, who are you? Do you, do you travel with your with like jewelry in your pockets or I something? Don't know. Not in my pocket. In my, you had to put it in your suitcase. Yep. So, other items of note include an elf of the shelf. <laughs> A portable toilet seat, a rice cooker, a pair of designer shoes, and more than 500 electronic items. The rice cooker, I'm interested in. We have two years' worth of left-behind items for the public due to a scaled-down online-only event last year, says Don Bailey, manager of Landside and Terminal Operations. October 23rd, the auction takes place at 10 a.m. at the Heavy Equipment Building on the Cargo Road. Doors open at 8.30. Two food trucks, Divine Swine, and Steel City Fries will be on hand. Masks are required. The 2019 auction, the last one to be held in person, saw the highest turnout. Uh, among the um, items uh, auctioned off last year was a former Allegheny County bomb squad truck for $8,500. Because somebody left it there? No, no, because oh. the airport's getting rid of stuff. Okay. The auction was held online in 2020. The virtual auction saw a 2012 Chevy Silverado 
sell for more than $18,000, a 2018 Camaro for $26,000, a 2006 Nissan Murano for $1,100. Well, what about the rice cooker? Uh, it doesn't say. How about like, maybe, I'll, I'll start with like a, a bit of $11. Listen, I, I need a car. You know that. My car was totaled. You I'm might still... want to, What about if you drove the fire truck? To work back and forth. I'm just saying. Listen, if I ever got in a, an accident in the Square Hill Tunnels, I would come out the victor. Never again would I have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all cars sold must be towed from the site unless they're purchased by a dealer. Because you don't have keys for the car, right? Oh, I didn't think about that. I mean, and you don't know if the cars work or not. And, well, you don't, or, and you can't even get inside the car. What if the car smells Well, they really probably bad? opened the car up. They probably just, you know, you think they jimmied did? the locks, right? But the, okay. I don't know. You're buying a car that you have no idea what the quality of the car is. I mean, I'd certainly never pay like $18,000 for that. I don't know. I mean, if you're a mechanic but and I you kind of go, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I look at this thing. It looks like yeah, it's yeah. in pretty good condition or whatnot, right? Yeah. Listen, that's not the first time I've thought. Now, if I was a mechanic. Oh, me too. I'd right? do something different. Exactly. Anyway. All right. So it sounds like Our Fair City is hosting the inaugural anti-hate conference. Okay. Now, before you roll your okay, eyes. No, okay. Now, this is why I roll my eyes. Can I tell you why? Can I justify myself for a yeah. minute? Mm-hmm. I know that this horse is out of the barn. I recognize there's no getting it back. But the word we're talking about is hatred. It's not hate. Hate's a verb. Somehow in all of this, hate became a noun. I don't understand how that happened. There's truth to that. I wish we could have the post-inaugural anti-hatred conference. But we're not having that. But go ahead. But this is a big deal. This is really interesting. It is a big deal because there are huge names coming. Gigantic. Okay, so this is from today's PG. Nearly three years after America's deadliest anti-Semitic attack occurred in Squirrel Hill, Pittsburgh will host national dignitaries and a world-renowned experts at its first-of-a-kind conference aimed at finding a solution. How are you going to find the solution? To ending hate-fueled violence around the globe. I appreciate the effort. The inaugural uh, event, Eradicate Hate Global Summit, October 18th to the 20th at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center will bring together experts from around the world. The summit emerged from conversations between Laura Ellsworth, partner in charge of global community service initiatives at Jones Day and University of Pittsburgh Emeritus Mark Nordenberg. So um, keynote speakers include G.W. Bush, uh, United Nations Special Advisor Alice don't ask me to pronounce your last name. Just, just Alice. Uh, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Greenblatt, who is the CEO and National Director of the Anti-Defamation League. Also, friends of ours, uh, Salim Gabriel, will be there as mm. well. The University of Pittsburgh and Carnegie Mellon University's Joint Collaboration Against Hate Research and Action is expected to help c- coordinate future summits. So anyway, three days, people getting together. and uh, Well, who wouldn't want to be a part of that? I mean, there, I don't think that there's... I don't think there's a downside. I mean, the more people from the more sectors of society, yep. from the more different faith perspectives, the more conversation we can have outside of our own silo, the better off we're going to be. Well, in reading who's going to be there, at least the featured speakers, they are not specifically, you know, you know, it's not like chaplain or, mm-hmm. you know, you know, father or, you know, right. pastor or that. Uh, Ken Gormley is going to be there, president oh, okay. of Duquesne. Okay, president U. of Duquesne. Uh, aforementioned Salim. Um, Mark Nordenberg, I assume, will be there since mm-hmm. he was one of the planners. Pittsburgh Police Chief uh, Scott Schubert. Okay. I, I, I don't want to poo-poo it. No, I don't want to poo-poo it at all. All right, good. I, mean, I, I just wish it said hatred instead of hate, but I don't want to poo-poo it. All right. Well, maybe you can show up. 
<laughs> Let's Nobody go to the floor. Cares. Nobody cares about my simple grammar. Right. Okay, I recognize that. No, I no, said no. the house was out of the barn. The house? <laughs> the horse was out of the barn. No, I think that I think that sounds like uh, something that we would want to support. Well, I think we should invite people on the air to talk Great. about this, okay? I let's, would, too. Let's call our friend Salim and have him come Terrific. in and we'll talk about this. Any, any day we could talk to Salim would be a good day. Very good. Um, when you think about a big event like that, do you get nervous post-COVID? About attending a big event? No. Just with a bunch of people? No. Okay. Do you? Um, I was at Yellowstone Park in well, May. Yeah, but you, you're not in a closed room with a I, thousand I was people. at the gift shop. <laughs> I mean, that was a zoo. I, I just- I, I bought I, a little I, buffalo magnet, which I like a lot. I haven't had that uh, fear, but I know a lot of people in my personal realm who are very much anxious about really? being in a closed room with a bunch of people. I was at a party Saturday night. And, and how was that? It was very close contact, but as did parties you, want to be. Were you concerned? No. Okay. No. And I may have had some macaroni salad. Just saying. All right. Let's get back to that, because we did run out of time <laughs> we ran in out our of Does time. This Make Sense segment. We only got 37 well, seconds. Listen, We're counting down here. Uh, macaroni salad. Is delicious. Is You know what it's it is? It's a gift from the gods. I, I think for, it's low run. No, it's You think it's tawdry? No, it is. I it's, think it is. Macaroni salad's come back to haunt me. <laughs> Tawdry has come back to you know, nip at my heels. I got to be honest. It's not. I got to be honest. You're wrong. And say that when I was in a summer before 11th grade, I got food poisoning from, from macaroni eating salad. macaroni salad that had well, been out the sun. Well, there it is. There so it is. I, I, You've been I, triggered I by macaroni salad. I had to say, salad. I had to acknowledge that's my background. Okay. Well, not ours and apparently not Christie's. Christy? Mac salad all the way. Get out of here. It. Dig it. At all Word FM events forward, we will have macaroni salad. God bless you and have a pleasant evening. Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.